things, Stephen. How's life? Things are fantastic, Dan. Thanks very much for having me on. And life is fantastic also. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, anytime I see your page, I always come across as very like positive. Did it take, was it much of a journey to get to be that person? You know, positivity is something that can be trained. Just like building a muscle, Dan. You need to go to the gym, you need to put in reps, and you need to eat right, and you'll build a muscle. If you want to be positive, you need to practice gratitude, affirmations, meditation, and you'll become more and more positive. So, yeah, in the last five, seven years, I've, I've put in a lot of work, read a lot of books, watched thousands of hours of videos, and I'm just constantly learning and upgrading my knowledge on how to be positive and how to be happy. Because at the end of the day, Dan, it's, it's all psychology. It's all your brain. So we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts every single day, okay? 60 to 70,000 every single day. And the thing is, about 91% of those are the same recurring thoughts as the day before. So I was 60, 70,000, 91% are the same as the day before. And the thing is, them 91 are run on a subconscious program, Dan. So we have our subconscious mind and we have a conscious mind. So the 91% is subconscious. So therefore, we're not even in control of most of our thoughts. So we are in control of the 9%. So here's where we can try to change, change our psychology and change our brain. It's called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity, the ability to rewire your brain. So if we choose to consciously change the 9% through gratitude, affirmations, exercise, new environments, whatever it may be, that will impact the other 91%. And over time, you will begin to change. Your brain, the structure of your brain will literally begin to change. So again, to answer your question, yeah, it took a lot of work, Dan. Um, I still work on it every single day. You know, people say it to me often, are you always this positive or how are you so positive? But they don't see the shit I do every single day. Like what I do every day, like 99% of people wouldn't do what I do. It takes hard work, discipline, sacrifice. Um, but I, I'm willing to do that to be happy and to feel good. Uh, so yeah, took, it took a lot of work, Danny, and it still is taking a lot of work. Yeah. Um, the thing you say about the kind of your subconscious, like, and it's almost like everyone has these kind of set beliefs about things a lot of the time, and it's trying to like break them down. I, I, I've seen it like that. I have a lot of them myself, and I, I see it with some people as well. Like, I was at um, just a story for you, I was at um, me and a mate of mine were out swimming a few days ago. Um, obviously, it's been a nice week, like, it's real sunny and all. Um, we were out and they were just a bit subconscious about getting into the water. I know people are going to be looking at me and stuff like mm. that. And I don't want to go in. I don't like, you know, I, I think I, I just feel a bit fat or whatever. And mm. I was like, look, I'm not going to, I can't force you to think differently and think that no, I can't say, Oh no, one's looking at you. No one's looking at you. Cause in their head, it's just this set belief. And the only way you can probably overcome set beliefs is just by kind of doing it. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's something that runs, as you said, a ninety-one percent of thoughts that are recurring every day. That goes in when that's in your head so much. It's like mm. how how can you possibly fucking challenge it if it's in your head all that all the time? That's that's what kind of intrigues me about your stuff is that you're trying to you're kind of trying to break break down. I've heard other people talk about that before as well, and it it's a long 
long process, I'd say. Yeah, for sure, 100%. And, you know, just like you said there, your friends, like, be self-conscious about um, going into the lake or the sea, people looking at them. You're right, you can't just say, ah, oh, no one's going to look at you, just do it. And then, as if they're magically going to go, oh, yeah, I'm healed, I'm better. But what you do need to do is dive into it and do it. And you realize that it's not that bad. Let me give you an example. I train loads of clients, uh, personal training, and many clients come to me and like, oh, I'm so self-conscious to go into the gym. Everyone's going to be looking at me. I'm not going to know what I'm doing. I don't know what exercises to do. I think I'll mess up. At first, I tell them like, no one's going to look at you. Nobody cares about you in the gym. Everyone is so focused and dialed into themselves. They're not looking at you and judging you, I promise. But I can't just say that. When they go into the gym for the first time, no matter what, there's always going to be anxiety and a bit of fear. But second and third time, that dies away and dies away. The fourth time you go into the, the gym, then you're like, what was I ever even worried about? You know? It's like, as I said to you, we had a little chat before before this. I was saying fear is false evidence appearing real. Like your friend had a fear of going in. He thought people would be judging them. People have a fear of going into the gym. They think this. It's false evidence appearing real. And it really does hold you back from a lot of things, fear. But the best way to overcome that, Dan, is, is to dive, dive into it. Go head first. Go through it. And on the other side, you realize that it was it was nowhere near as bad as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, you, you just have to kind of find a way sometimes to do it. Like I, I'd always see with this as well, like I'd have a, I wouldn't have a fear of like talking to people, but I'd be a bit socially sometimes a bit kind of awkward, I'd feel or anxious. So like it would have been very a lot easier for me this morning to say like, geez, I don't really want to do this could I cancel it or something like that? Yeah. And that's obviously something that does run through my head most guest episodes I do. like. But it's nice that like when I'm in the middle of it now, because I always, I always know I'll enjoy it. Like, There's never been an episode yeah. I don't know where it comes from because it's not as if, oh, that was shy. I hated, I hated every minute of recording it. I always, every episode I sit back after, I said, geez, I really, really enjoyed that. But at the start yeah. of everyone, I'm like, I really don't want to do this. I would do anything to just find a way to not do this. So it's mad how your mind plays tricks in you and you just reset and you just completely forget about how how much you enjoyed it. Like, so Yeah. It's yeah. mad. It's really mad. Exactly that, though. You literally just said what we were talking about. Is in you would have a little bit of fear before it, but after it, you will always feel good and be happy you actually got it done, you know? And I bet there's never a podcast, whether it went good or bad, after it, you're like, that was awful, you know? Um, even the awful ones you learn from it and grow from it like yeah yeah exactly. but yeah uh have you any kind of what what are have you any big fears and stuff that you've have to overcome or any set beliefs that we were talking about a few minutes ago like this you're trying to break down and challenge do you know i've a lot of um i've a lot of limiting beliefs you know in in growing up especially that i'm still working on and like i think everyone Everyone has fear and limiting beliefs that they need to work on. You first do need to identify that. But talking about fear, I'll tell you one fear I overcame. So basically, it was about 2018. Me, me and my best friend at the time, Luke, um, he's my cousin. He, we done a skydiving event. Okay? We went skydiving. As far as his little brother. We went skydiving. And this man is terrified of heights absolutely terrified like 
really, really afraid of heights. And he went skydiving. He'd done the ultimate worst thing you could do, jump out of a plane. And, do you know, I respect him. I remember it was about two or three days later. Dan, I am terrified of spiders, okay? At least I was terrified of spiders, okay? Fear. I had a fear of spiders. False evidence appearing real. So, the, about two or three days after that, I seen a big-ass spider. Like, this is a scary-looking spider. When I even looked at it, oh, a fear ran through my body. Like, holy shit, look at that. But then I thought about what Luke done two or three days ago. He overcame his biggest fear, and he jumped out of a plane. So I was like, I need to overcome my fear right now and just man up and push through this. So what I done is I put out my hand and I let the spider crawl around my hand. And Dan, for the first 10 seconds, every cell in my body was screaming, what the fuck are you doing? Like, stop this. But then after that 10 seconds, it was just, he was just crawling around my hand. And I was almost like laughing at myself and saying like, geez, what was I ever afraid of? It's only a little spider crawling around my hand. So that's one example of me overcoming a fear. And to this day now, Dan, I'll pick up a spider. Where if you seen me a couple of years ago, I would run out of the room if there's a spider in it. So I think when we know our fear and identify our fear and actually just choose to overcome it, you realize, geez, that wasn't that bad. Because it, at the end of the day, it was false evidence appearing real. That's all a fear is. Yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting. False evidence appearing real. That's very interesting. And I was talking to someone about fear ages ago. And anytime I talk about fear, I always use this kind of analogy. can't remember who actually said it to me now. Very interesting chat. I, have, I can't remember who said it to me. But I remember them talking about fear. And uh, they said every time, whether it be fear or like just procrastination or so it kind of a that you kind of use it as a similar analogy but he said every time you don't do something it's like it builds up a brick as part mm. of a wall mm. so every time you run away from a spider or you like could jump like you know could jump out of a plane you're like no i don't want to do it today or no, mm. i'm scared of that then it just builds up a brick in this wall that becomes harder to climb up the next time because you said no last time i didn't do it so why should i do it this time and you know it's just that's just the way I think of it sometimes. Like procrastinate. Yeah. If you're if you're gonna procrastinate or not do this bit of work this time, or you're not gonna go to the gym today. Hundred percent. What what's gonna how what makes you think you can do it tomorrow? Like so that's yeah. It's interesting. It's all do, just. Do you know work. what you said there is that it's very valuable what you said, and if your listen listeners can really grasp what you said there, it's so valuable. And like this is a principle I live by, Dan. Right, I every single day try to do what is uncomfortable. And that I don't want to do. Because when we when we keep putting things off, right? And it's simple things like, oh, I should clean the dishes. We don't clean the dishes. I should work out. We don't work out. I shouldn't eat this food. I eat this food. What you're doing is you're weakening your brain. You're getting weaker and weaker at every small decision you make. And then that compounds, like you said, every single brick. It builds a big wall. And suddenly you're just this weak individual. So every single day, Dan, I challenge myself and push myself and test myself. If I don't want to clean the back, I clean the back. I don't want to work out, I work out. I don't want to get a cold shower, I get a cold shower. And you see, what I'm doing is stacking up all these tiny wins. And then over time, you become someone who is disciplined, motivated, 
and just does the work. So exactly like what you said, you know, just really, it's important to stack up the small wins in whatever area because it does lead to something, something much bigger. Mm. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you do like when you're like, you feel like a bit of frustration or you feel like negative fucking thoughts coming at you? You've done something, you've just, you failed at something or something's gone wrong, you're having a bad day and just you're tired and she's just all going wrong for you. Like, where does your, where does your mind go to then? Yeah. Sitting there for too long. Like, do you know, at the end of the day as well, like I am human. I think we're all human. Like there is times I there is times I will sit in the pity and kind of feel sorry for myself and like try maybe be lazy and just go on my phone. But I I really consciously try not let that happen. When I'm feeling low or when I'm feeling down or feeling frustrated, I try to change my mindset. I change my my psychology, um, I change my body language. And I try to change my energy. So I would maybe just get up and go for a walk or go for a drive or literally go down on the floor and just do some push-ups. I would call and see my mother or my niece or nephew. Something that is going to kind of uplift me and make me feel a little bit better. And you'll find then, Dan, that you kind of forget about your problem and you're in a new state. There's one thing for sure, one thing about emotions is emotions change, you know. You're not going to feel the same way tomorrow as you do right now. You won't feel the same way in two or three hours as you do right now. Like, emotions do change. And we're always in charge of our emotions, always. Because we're in charge of our thoughts, and our thoughts create our emotions. So if you can change your thoughts, you will be able to change how you feel and your emotions. And this is a very powerful thing to realize. So next time you're angry, Dan, it's because of your thoughts. Next time you're sad, it's because of your thoughts. Depressed, because of your thoughts. Happy, because of your thoughts. So now you know that your thoughts create your feelings. And we are in control of our thoughts. So next time you're down, feeling low, feeling angry, feeling upset, try to change your thoughts. Whatever way that is for you, um, you are in control of that. You are in, in charge of that and you can do that. Um, so that's something I do if I am feeling down, if I am feeling upset. I don't sit in my pity. I don't feel sorry for myself for too long. There is days I do. I'm human. But I really try not to do that. Because um, I know it's not doing me any justice. I know I could be doing something. I know this isn't good for me. So I try not to do it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's it's kind of important as well. One thing I've noticed is like when you kind of get negative, even one time I'd get negative be like if I was to play, I wouldn't take many things overly serious in life. But like one thing I would take serious, like when you play sport, like, you know, you want to play well and like you kind of feel like there's people relying on you to play well. So you take it kind of maybe more seriously than you actually have to. Like you're just kind of go out in the field hitting the ball around. But sometimes it just feels like more than that. But I always notice if I play bad in a match or something, like what I used to do, I would get angry about it. I'd say one thing, oh, you played shite, like you're after letting people down, what the fuck are you at? Like, and then, but the next thought would be something worse than that. And then you just get, then you just end up being angry at yourself the whole evening. And then there's nothing you can do. But I noticed, like, if you kind of challenge the first thought, like even like this morning, if I was like, no, I don't want to do this podcast, I'll just tell Stephen I'm not doing it. 
and mm. I'll make up some bullshit excuse. Mm. You say that two or three times, then you're like, yeah, you're kind of starting to make yourself think that you should say it to him. And then, mm. but if you say it the first time, no, so why would you do that? Like you're going to enjoy doing the episode and it's kind of about challenging the first thought you have. And then it actually doesn't become that big. It, like, it starts to explode once you start having a load of thoughts there. Because yeah. you start kind of like, your mind will play tricks on you. Like you start just believing random shit. Yeah. Like, so I always found that interesting. Yeah. It's so true though. Like, you know, even the fact you're aware of that, you're, you're, that's is you're smart you're aware of that because your our thoughts do go on this never-ending spiral when they're negative especially you get they get more negative more negative and more negative and we feed into that energy it's an energy like we we're like we feel the negative energy and we get worse negative thoughts and worse negative thoughts so it is important as well to um yeah to realize that your these thoughts are bad and that I don't want to feel this emotion. And you try to overcome that with new positive thoughts. I think that is the trick. Um, Realising that this thought isn't doing me justice. Uh, I need to get out of this. And I need to go do this thought. Um, what's, uh, what's the game? I've seen it on your Instagram page. I'm not actually sure. I never actually clicked into it and saw what it was. I just saw you talking about it once or twice. Uh, what's, what's that? Mm. So the game is like, what we were just talking about right there, like when we have more negative thoughts, we become negative. When we have more positive thoughts, we become positive. Like, so the game helps you practice more positive thoughts. So G in the game stands for gratitude. A in the game stands for affirmation. M in the game stands for meditate. And E in the game stands for exercise. So we got gratitude, affirmation, meditate, and exercise. If an individual can do these four things every single day, and not just do them, do them with energy and stay consistent. If an individual can practice gratitude, write down three things they're grateful for, say it out loud, express your gratitude to others. If you can practice gratitude every single day, it's going to change your thought process. It's going to make you a happier individual. Because grateful people are happy people. People, it's not the other way around. Happy people aren't grateful. Grateful people are happy. Let me tell you what I mean by that right now, Dan, okay? Is if you genuinely and sincerely sat there and you said, you know what, thank you for my microphone. Thank you for my phone. Thank you for the food in my fridge. Thank you for the clothes I get to put on my back. Thank you for the fresh bed I get to sleep in every single night. Thank you for the hot water I have a push of a button. If you sincerely give gratitude and thanks for what is in your life, you suddenly become more happy because you're like, I do have a lot. You see, the problem is in life, Dan, and with everyone, is we always look at what we don't have. A lack of what we don't have. I wish I had this and I don't have this and I want this. And we never actually appreciate what we do have. So gratitude helps you appreciate what you do have and be present on what you do have. The affirmations, A, that is like I get my clients to uh, write down positive affirmations about themselves. Starting with I am. I am beautiful. I am a good person. I have a good heart. I am caring, I am strong, I am smart. And the trick here, Dan, is to help people talk positive about themselves. 
Because I always say you wouldn't talk to your best friend the way you talk to yourself. So start talking nice to yourself. And when you practice affirmations, writing them down or listening to them on, on uh, video or audio or even saying them out loud as you're walking down the street, you become more confident. But what this does most importantly, Dan, is it helps you realize when you get a negative thought. So you could say, like, oh, I'm so stupid. And it's like, nah, I'm not stupid. I'm, I'm smart. But you can only catch that when you start practicing the positive affirmations. You know, when you start practicing positive affirmations, you'll walk down the street and say, I'm such a fucking idiot. And it's like, no, no, I'm not. Dan, you will never hear me talk bad about myself. I don't do it. Okay. Now, I might give myself a little bit of discipline, like, Stephen, what the fuck are you doing? Get up, stop being lazy and go do this. But I won't talk bad about myself ever. And even if, if I was with you in person or if I'm around a client or a friend and they say something bad about themselves, I will immediately correct them. Hey, don't talk bad about yourself. Don't do that. Um, because we don't even realize it, it, it diminishes our confidence. It makes us less. It makes us insecure. Because, Dan, if I sat here and I said, you're like negatively, you're a fool, you're dumb, you're not able to do anything, you're stupid, you would not like me. So when we talk like that about ourselves, we don't like ourselves. So very important, Dan, to practice positive affirmation. So that's why the A in, in game is affirmations, to start talking positive about yourself. Then M is meditate. Look, the... You could go into Google right now and look up the benefits of meditation and you could read for hundreds of hours. It's just insane how good meditation is. But simply, it helps you be more present and more aware. It helps you be more aware of, of your surroundings, of your life, and it helps you uh, control your emotions. Okay, It really helps you control your emotions. So M in the game stands for meditate. And then E, exercise. When we exercise, we firstly improve our physical uh, composition or physical body, which is a confidence boost in itself. But psychologically, we release a lot of happy chemicals like uh, dopamine, uh, serotonin, endorphins specifically. When we exercise, these happy chemicals get released in our brain and we feel so good. You know from playing sports, Dan, You've experienced a runner's high before. You just feel this euphoria feeling. And that comes through exercise. And, you know, you can tell a lot about someone when they exercise. If, if someone has a good physical appearance and they're in shape and you can tell their exercise, that person is automatically admired a little bit. Because it's not something that just comes easy. It, it's hard work and it's, it's discipline. Uh, so, yeah, we got gratitude, affirmations, meditation, exercise. I say if any individual can implement those four things into their life every single day and stay consistent every single day, your life will begin to change for the positive 100%. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll come back to the, the, the GAA and the M, but uh, the, the exercise part of it, um, John, the way you have like your clients and stuff, does, when a lot of them come in, how when you start with them, I'm assuming it's not just the exercise. I've heard you talk about like the, how important the mindset part of it is as well, because 
a lot of the time you're probably taking in people who haven't exercised before and when they start feeling a bit of a burn in their arms when they're lifting a weight or you know feel their legs tensing up when they're they they probably start to their brain starts shrinking a bit and they're like look i can't do this like so it's probably takes a bit of work that way as well mm, for sure do you know like i've trained hundreds of clients now and there's no two clients that are the same no two clients are the same so like if two if two clients signed up to me one client was only able to go for a 30 minute walk twice a week awesome this is your exercise. This is what we're going to do. A simple step count every single day and go for a, a few kilometer walk every week, few times a week. But then we could have another individual who could work out intensely every single day for an hour a day, you know? So they, I'll always tailor the exercise to the individual. And you know, this is a misconception people have. When I say exercise, people think they need to go into the gym and bust their ass. No. You need to get up off the lazy, fat ass and go for a walk. It's that simple. Just get up and go for a walk. Don't complicate things and be like, I don't know how to do it. this exercise. I don't have a gym membership. I don't know. I don't have a gym plan. Go for a walk. You know, if you're feeling good, uh, go for a little jog. So the exercise can be very, very simple. You could literally do 30 jumping jacks every day for your exercise, you know. Just something to get your body moving. And get a little bit of a sweat on, um, and get your heart rate up. Um, when you're, it's kind of like the thing I was t I was thinking about earlier. Like it was only it was only Monday I was at the lake with that, with one of my friends, and obviously he was struggling to get in because I thought people were looking at him. Um, do you see much of that? Obviously, I don't, I don't think anyone is like fully happy with how they look. I don't think anyone ever is like no matter, no matter how class someone else might think you look i don't think anyone looks at themselves and says yeah i look great mm. i'm perfect like never no matter what i don't care anyone mm. Says, mm. um how do you how do you deal with that if a client is very very negative about how how to feel about like their body image and stuff i like that question it's a very good question because i get that a lot more than you think and the first thing i will really try to put emphasis on and focus on is letting that client love themselves trying to get that client to actually love themselves because usually that individual does not love themselves and they hate their body and they'll say the affirmation of I hate my body. I said, don't ever say that again. Okay. I'll try to get that client to love themselves through gratitude and most importantly, through affirmations. And also we'll make slight progress. Okay. As in, will you lose a pound a week? This is going to give the client some confidence. But I'll always say, you should, I always say this to my clients and even myself, you should always be happy with your body, but never satisfied. You know, always be happy. Even if you were 20, 30 pounds all the way, be happy with your body. It's functional. It's moving. Be happy, uh, but never be satisfied. There's always more muscle to gain, more fat to lose, um, or just more health to achieve to become fitter and stronger and faster so that's what i do i would really work on getting that client to love themselves to have some self-love uh, uh secondly we'll set some goals and we'll small uh progress which is going to lead to confidence i would encourage that client and cheer that client on especially when they're achieving their goals and Lastly, always happy, never satisfied.
yeah. is important. Yeah, the, re- the reason I asked that was because I know I keep going back to this story. I won't, this will be the last time I mention it, but I remember even like, so the first time they didn't really get into the water, I just got in on my own and I was kind of, I was swimming around, but I was looking back at them and I could see, I could see they weren't happy. Like I could see they wanted to get into the water, but there was something holding them back and I kind of felt a bit, felt a bit helpless. Like I was like, I, I didn't really say too much to them because I knew there was nothing I could really say realistically that could get mm. them in the water. It, it, I knew it had to be driven by mm. them. But I remember looking back at them and I knew just by the look at them, they, they were pissed with themselves and they were annoyed. Like and I knew that like, if they didn't get in on the way home, like they'd just be digging at yeah. themselves. I just knew, and that just made me feel, I don't know what it just made me feel like shite because I was like, if there was mm. anything I could say, like, or just give them a pill to fucking get them mm. into the water, like, you know, to mm. make them feel like I can't see anyone around me. Like, and now they did, in fairness, they got in eventually. But okay, well, good. They did, good. They did get in eventually, which I was, I was delighted to see, like, because it just would have been really, I just wouldn't have liked to see how they'd be talking to themselves or what they'd think of themselves, even they mightn't even say it to me, but. I could just see, I just remember turning around after a few minutes being in the water, I could see they were, you know yourself, you know when you see yeah. something, and they, re- they yeah. did want to get in, but they just, they they just had this wall up that they just couldn't do it, so, and in yeah. fairness, they got in at the end, but yeah, that was why I just wanted to ask the question, because uh, I just felt kind of helpless in that moment, so I'm just glad they got in in the end, but, mm. uh, yeah, it's it's mad how, like, it's, it's like, and you've probably said it as well before, like, your mind is the strongest muscle you have, like, and if, if that's weak, everything else is going to be weak. Like, yeah, there's a brilliant book out there. Uh, David Goggins can't hurt me, and he really talks about not being weak. You know, not being a little bitch. Just don't be weak. Don't give in to your emotions. Do do the hard thing. If you like, there's a good saying: is if you do what is easy, your life will be hard. If you do what's hard, your life will be easy. So basically, if you do easy stuff now like play video games watch netflix scroll tiktok eat takeaways donuts milkshakes skip podcasts you know your life is going to be hard in a few years it's going to compound and the thing there then is people are looking for immediate gratification you eat a donut you immediately feel good you watch netflix you immediately feel good okay immediate gratification is a fucking killer and it's destroying, destroying the younger age, destroying them. Because, you know, we're looking for immediate gratification on our phone, trying to find the next funny video or the next uh, fun video or something that's going to amuse us. Immediate gratification. So when you do what's easy, immediate gratification, down the line, your life is going to be hard. Where the real trick is, and this is what separates the best, this is what separates they're 5% from the 95%. And it's a really tough skill to master is delayed gratification. When you delay gratification, what do I mean? When you meditate there and then, you don't get immediate gratification. It's delayed. When you exercise, it's an hour of torture. It's delayed, the gratification. When you eat good foods, you don't feel as good there and then, but down the line you have a nicer body is delayed so when you can delay your gratification and do what's hard then your life will be easy so yeah you because you mentioned there you know uh when you do what is you mentioned doing the easy we should all we shouldn't do the easy thing we should do the hard thing um and it's so true it's so so true and you know the thing is also then going back to your friends 
where if they realized that how strong their mind was and they actually said to themselves, shut up, just get into this pool right now and just overcome this fear. You know, that that could also work for them. Uh, but another side of that is we don't know what's going on with someone. Someone could be severely, severely self-conscious and anxious. And it's the last thing they want to do. And you can't push that button. You can't push that button. Come on, come on, come in, come in. When you do not know what they're going through, they could be going through a whole lot of, of uh, insecurities, of um, self-consciousness, and just hating their body. And this is the last thing they want to do. But I am very happy to hear that they did get in in the end and they kind of overcame that fear. And tell me that, were they super happy that they got in after they got in? I'd say they were over the moon, delighted with themselves. Yeah, they were delighted. They were they were like a child at Christmas, like they were delighted with themselves. Uh, no, it was it was nice to see because it was, I was just worried because it was going the other way that they weren't going to get in yeah. and I kind of got out and uh, and they just kind of just said, fuck it, you're okay, right? And then, I, I didn't I didn't even say it to them. I just I didn't really ask them to get which was kind of nice. Yeah. It wasn't as if I was badging them. I was come on, I was like nearly grabbing them to get in. Like I was just they kind of got in themselves. So no, they were delighted. Like so yeah. Like, and oh. you know, cold exposure as well is another thing that is gonna boost your mood and make it feel good, like real good. I'll get a cold shower every single day. Uh, every single day I get a cold shower, and it just really spikes my energy, spikes my mood. Uh, releases all these happy chemicals. And if you've ever done it yourself, clearly you did on Monday, you got out of that pool. And I know it might not have been freezing cold, but it would have been colder than a hot shower, like, you know. When you come out of that, uh, you're just feeling so good. Um, so uh, for that, re for that on, on that note of going into the, the lake, they feel good coming out of that, considering the fact it's cold, expo cold exposure. Yeah, yeah, because it, it switches on your mind. Like when you're, like, let's say you wake up first thing in the morning. Now, I'd be kind of switched between sometimes of a cold shower and sometimes of a hot shower, but I wouldn't like to have too many. You know, I'd like to kind of keep it on the cold side. You know, if I'm to have a, cold, a hot shower in the day, I said I have to make sure I have a cold shower as well. Like, I don't want to go seven days a week just all hot because you just become, then you do become weak. But I always notice, like, the reason people love hot showers so much because it's comfortable. And you don't have to really switch your head. You don't really have to switch your mind on it. Like, if you're getting into a cold shower, you have to mentally prepare. And people yeah, don't yeah. Be mentally preparing for stuff because that that takes energy out of your mind, yeah. and it's it's uncomfortable to even prepare for because you kind of know what it's going to be like. The most uncomfortable part isn't even the cold water; it's like actually the thought of how how uncomfortable yeah. it would be. Yeah. Now, yeah. you think you think the water would be the toughest part, but it's actually yeah, yeah, it is. So it's, so true. it's one just it's one it's just one big battle, really, when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah, it's so so true. And like you know, I say I get a cold shower every single day, but I get a hot shower every single day. You know, I'll always start with a hot shower. And as you said, Dan, it's comfortable. It feels nice. Where when you have to think about turning that dial to cold, your thought is, your brain is fight. You're fighting a battle inside your brain. Your brain is kind of saying, no, don't do that. Oh, this is going to be freezing. What the fuck are you doing? Where you need to overcome that fear and just do it. And then, as you said, it's the thought that's the hardest part. When you're doing it, you're like, oh, this feels good. I feel alive, you know. Uh, if if but yeah, it's always our mind, you know. Our mind always wants to do the easier thing, um, which is in this case a hot shower. So I do challenge all your listeners right now today. Next time you're getting a shower, 
turn it cold for just 30 seconds and watch how good you feel coming out of that. You will feel so good coming out of that. But like we talk about cold showers, we're talking about exercise, we're talking about meditation, uh, like gratitude affirmation. All of these like are, are proven, like scientifically proven to make you happier because we have happy chemicals. We have happy chemicals that get released in our brain that make us happy. Uh, them chemicals are endorphin, serotonin, oxytocin. They make us feel happy and good. So when we do these tasks, we feel happy. We might like question, Jesus, I feel so good. But yes, you are going to feel good because these chemicals are getting released in your brain. And if we knew how to release these chemicals more often, we would be much happier individuals. Because we're constantly releasing these happy chemicals, you know, like depression. A big part of depression is there's a, a limit of these happy chemicals being released in your brain. So it, if if the world knew how to release these uh, more often every day and practice releasing them every single day, they would inevitably become happier. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you think about like, um. There's a, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, sorry, I forgot, I completely forgot what I was going to say. That happens to me two or three times an episode. I just completely. Yeah, like, yeah. I did actually, I did actually have something I was going to say, but I just, completely, I don't Man, know. I'd be like that. Is that. I could be sometimes mid-conversation when I'm talking to someone. The next thing you know, I'm like, what was I, what's I said? Yeah. I literally have to ask them what I was saying, you know? Yeah, Any, anyone else to think you were, I wasn't listening to you, like, and I just completely, I was actually had, I was trying to form a sentence in my head, and then I was like, oh, it's gone, just disappeared. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it was interesting enough, anyway, what I was trying to say. No, but yeah, I was just talking about, you know, the happy chemicals, like, if, if, if everyone knew how to release those happy chemicals, we would be happier overall, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And exercise is a simple way of doing that. Like, anyone that exercises, consistently for the last few years will tell you they exercise because it makes them feel good not oh i exercise because i want this body like very 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 few people who consistently exercise say oh i exercise for a nice body like they exercise because it makes them feel good and when you consistently exercise and you consistently feel good and then you stop exercising you're like holy fuck i don't feel as good so you really kind of need to exercise consistently to see the value in exercising consistently. And the same goes with meditating and, and practicing mindfulness. If you consistently do that, you'll realize how good you feel. And then when you stop doing that, it's going to be like something just got taken away from you. Yeah, because it's, it's such a useful tool as well. Like when you're, I always find like when I'm a bit anxious or whatever, or when I'm a bit kind of agitated or something, it just, it's like, it, like when you do with exercise, it kind of just loosens up your mind a bit and you just kind of see things more clearly cold water is always the same as that like it's it's not just a tough thing it is kind of it's therapeutic as well like when you challenge yourself and you get in a sweat like it 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 opens up everything you see things so much more clearly like when you're in your own head you're not seeing things clearly like you're all over the fucking place so oh man so exercise true. can do that for you it's grand like so 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 true and like i don't know like my brain like people ask me often kind of like are you always this happy and all is this positive but Dan, if I'd done what a normal person done, I'd be so depressed. And when I talk about the normal person, I'm talking about that individual who doesn't work out, who eats 
take away three to four times a week, who scrolls on their phone for six to eight hours every single day, who watches endless amounts of Netflix. If I'd done this, I would feel so depressed. And I'm speaking from experience. If there's two or three days I don't work out, don't practice mindfulness, don't eat right, don't drink water, I start to fall into a state of depression. I feel so bad. And as you mentioned, my thoughts overtake me. Like they're so just going wild in my head. I need to get up and move. I need to exercise. So like, it's it's really a choice, you know? Everyone's heard happiness is a choice. It is a choice, Dan. Because if you're feeling sad right now, and you get down and you bust out 20 push-ups and you stand back up, you're not going to be as sad because you chose to go do some push-ups. Or if you choose to go for a walk, you're not going to be as sad. So happiness really is a choice. And I wish people knew that. I really, really do wish people knew that. Now, I know there's clinical depression. I'm aware of that. I know there's certain, certain people out there that are severely depressed and it's not just a choice for them. They may need to take um, certain subscriptions to help them overcome this depression or may need certain CBT therapy to help them overcome it. But I'm just speaking for the average Joe, the average, the average dude out there, the average woman out there who thinks they're depressed, but they're not. Because depression is getting thrown around the place uh, like fucking candy nowadays. Like, oh, yeah, I am depressed. And like it's such a weak thing to say when you say I'm 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 depressed because it almost is like it's like a ticket to not do anything. I'm depressed. Oh, okay, he's depressed. Don't don't go near him. He's depressed. He. Oh, you should exercise. No, I'm depressed. Uh, why don't you ever go like why don't you eat food eat good food? Oh, I'm depressed. Like why don't you go do this? Oh, I'm depressed. It's like it's like a ticket to to get out of everything, you know. And people don't question that. People don't question it, which is upsetting because it's getting thrown around the place. People are saying they're depressed and they're not fucking depressed. You're literally just caught up in your own thoughts. Get out of your own thoughts. And then what that does is the people who are really depressed, Dan, they're not getting the treatment that they deserve or that they need, you know? Because I've met so many people. And, you know, sometimes they're only joking. I was like, I'm depressed. I'm feeling depressed. And I'm like, don't say them words. You're not depressed. Yeah, you might feel depressed, Dan, because I, I know you felt depressed. I know I felt depressed. I know everyone listening to this has felt depressed. Because if you ever go through a breakup, you're feeling depressed. No doubt about it. If you lose the loved one, you are feeling depressed. So, it, yeah, it's okay to feel depressed, but it's not okay to stay depressed. Don't stay depressed. You need to choose to not be depressed and choose that okay, I'm going to feel happier and be happier. And just like something you mentioned earlier, Dan, that one toss spirals into the next, the next, the next, and it's like a vicious cycle. This happens a lot when people are depressed. So they, they really are gone so down far into this tunnel of, of dark thoughts. Like they're so deep into it. And it's very hard to pull yourself back out, you know. You see this after a breakup. If someone doesn't find themselves and overcome it, they'll become a different individual, a dark, depressed individual, because they never learn to pull themselves back. So it's important to catch yourself before you go too far down into that. 
it's very important to try to catch yourself before going into that. If you're experiencing a breakup or loss of a loved one, it's okay to feel depressed, but it's not okay to stay depressed. Um, again, yeah, I, I something that people do really need to to watch saying them words. I'm depressed because you can't keep saying that because you will end up becoming depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do start to believe stuff you say. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. There's uh, there's there's certain moments you see like how like like how good life actually is like you know when you see like a nice sunset or you see like a view like especially in summertime I think you see a lot of these things or even at like wintertime if it's snow or something you know there's just some things you think and it's it's all it's a lot of time it's like in like nature like oh geez like it's geez life is good isn't it it's, and it's just and it didn't it never like anytime I've said I've kind of sat back and said Jesus life is good it never came from like when I got like a you know a new pair of football boots or anything like that it was always just from like this shit that was all around us like so that's what the thing about like the mindfulness and like actually looking around you yeah, is right, very yeah. interesting. Like, um, and like a lot of I, I've listened to a lot of stuff and it's um it's all it's all a good kind of one thing talking about it, but it's very important to implement shit into your life. Like I remember a guy talking ages ago, I said you have to kind of get excited about your own life. Like you kind of have to mm -hmm. be excited for the next week and like excited about what you're gonna do. There's actually a quote. I'm actually gonna I'll read it out here because like I knew I'd forget it. But it's not a quote, but it's kind of like a Someone said it, it was kind of cool. Um, if someone offered you ten million, uh, ten million dollars or whatever, but your life would end tomorrow, you wouldn't take it because your life is is worth more than that. But for some reason, you still go through the motions like it's worth nothing. Wow, it's beautiful. When you think about it like that, like it's yeah, you know, it's, it's that's unreal, and it's true. It's so true. Like if I said to you right now, Dan, if I gave you ten million, would you be happy? Yeah, of course you'd be happy. You got ten million. Like, right? but if I said you can't wake up tomorrow, would you take it? No, no, you, no you wouldn't very take few people would. No one would. No, no one would because wake. So that means that just waking up is worth more than ten million. If I said I'll give you ten million, but you're gonna lose your right hand, your right arm, would you take it? No. No, if I said you're going to be sick for the rest of your life, would you take it? No. no if I said you're going to lose your family members, would you take it? No. No, like, so people don't realise it's family, it's health, it's just waking up that are worth more than anything in life. And if people had this perception, but Dan, I love what you said there two seconds ago. I just want to go back to that thing. You said whenever you experience real happiness, it was also just, it was always from just being present and being aware and like maybe enjoying nature or really enjoying a certain meal or enjoying a cup of coffee you know it it's really that stuff that does make you happy and this is what mindfulness is as a whole mindfulness is being present being aware being aware of your surroundings being aware of your sounds being aware of your, your bum on the chair and your feet on the floor, the clothes touching your skin. It's just being present, being aware and being mindful. And the more we can do this, the less we let our thoughts overtake us. Because, again, everything stems from our thoughts. So if your mind is always still and calm, you're always going to be still and calm. Like, think about a cloud, a big Think about blue sky, okay? The big blue sky. The sky is always our mind. 
Okay? So our mind is always there. Some days there's no clouds. Lovely and clear. Other days there's dark clouds and it's raining. You know, so the clouds are our thoughts. Some days they're very bad, other days they're none. Some days the sun. But the blue sky, your mind is always there. It's up to us to kind of look through them clouds and try find that blue sky that is always there. And this is what mindfulness is. If you practice meditation, you will start to become very present and aware. And I'm a master, Dan. I am a master. And it took me lots of years of practice to not let emotions get to me. You can call me anything you want right now. You know, something very bad could happen right now. And I'll be calm. I'll take it for what it is. Because I won't allow my thoughts to overcome me and overpower my emotions. I've gotten good at realizing a thought is something I can control. And if everyone out there can realize that true happiness, like we just said, does come from mindfulness, from being present and enjoying the little things, the world could be a much happier place. So I do love what you mentioned there, Dan, about when you experience happiness, it was always from the little things and being present. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's nearly all I have to ask you, Stephen, to be honest. Is there anything, uh, is there anything you want to finish on or anything you want to say? Uh, to... I personally want to say thank you for having me on to the podcast. Genuinely do appreciate that. I want to thank all of your listeners for being loyal to you, to you, Dan, and to listening to you. Respect to them, sending them happiness and love. And lastly, just if you like my content, content you like what I talk about, my Instagram is Mind Matters Fitness. And I am a personal trainer, nutrition advisor, and life coach, also public speaker. So if you do want to reach out to me, uh, that's where you will find me. Um, but Dan, uh, yeah, uh, good chat. Um, thanks very much for having me on.